Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment show recorded in these rooms. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me for our very first podcast of 2020 episode... Fuck, what are we? One, one? I'll check that. It's Alexander Jard. Welcome to the future. And Katie... What? I guess we're in the future. They'll be listening to this this, in the the past. past. Yeah, so fuck that one. Technically, Uh, you're in the past, Alex, and we're in the future. That is correct. Oh, that is actually true. Spoilers. It gets dark. (laughs) And Katie Watson. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, 116. 116. So you're going to get a whole bunch. If this has already confused you, I'm sorry. There's not much we can do for you. Katie and myself are in London. Alex is in LA. We were hoping to have a few more of us on this podcast, but uh, um, you're probably tuning in home and hear our phenomenal annual fallout that is the drunken mess of our yearly awards. That's not happened yet. We thought before we talk about 2019, it's old hat. Who cares? Let's talk about 2020 first. <laughs> Mm. And then we'll get reminiscent later. We thought we were going to put this one up in December originally, but that didn't happen for, you know, reasons of we have lives, apparently. Who would have thought? We have lives, yeah. Yeah, But we do. So, yeah, Alex, Katie and I on this episode are going to talk about movies of 2020 and what we're excited about. And then we're going to do a similar thing with games in a few days' time. And then not too long after that, you are going to get our 2019 movies and game podcast separated where a bunch of us, we won't be in the same room like we are some years, which is a real shame, but we will still reconstruct violence and anger and pain and tears. Mm-hmm. And um, probably duct taped cans of beer. <clears throat> yes. Friendships Order. will be broken. Order. Yeah. People will die. And I'm really, I'm genuinely very, very excited to get to the 2019 podcast because I keep watching films and I want to go on Twitter or something and to say, this is my opinion of this film. And I've learned better. I've learned to never do that because <laughs> some fucker will say something that shouldn't get to me, but it does. And then I get upset or angry and I want to make my point and you can't on Twitter. So I'd much rather do it by falling out with my friends in podcast format. So I'm, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. Yeah. But for right now, we have to talk about things we haven't even seen. And, you know, the hate of your friends is way more precious than the hate from some that's stranger exactly yeah. that's the hate that really lasts personal you know? hate is way better <laughs> yeah. than anonymous hate <laughs> yeah exactly. i don't care if yeah. i lose some followers on twitter but if i lose a friend feels good feels good <laughs> cuts to the bone <laughs> guys first of all happy new year alex we haven't uh, seen your beautiful face happy new year got my roll of toilet you paper got ready to- <laughs> he's got his new year's cold happening yep. yeah we should I'm say the- both alex and i are sick in different ways um, you're you're more of a cough and physically, <laughs> as as this podcast will illuminate <laughs> by our choices of movies. Alex, you're more of a sort of coffee spudgy sick. Am I right? Yeah, on the on the tail end of it now. But if you get me laughing, I can guarantee I will get coughing. I guarantee there will be no laughing during this podcast. Weirdly, I'm not coffee or spudgy or sneezy. I'm kind of that you know sort of bone achy one. Mm. You know, I had that a week ago. Yeah, I can fuck off. It's awful. And are you telling me the coffee splutteries to come? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I had them sort of side by side. Ah, I like to just yeah. do one at a time. <laughs> okay. Not into these menage a trois like you are. Sanitize <laughs> everything in this room <laughs> while you're out of it. Katie's surviving against all. I'm just. I was walking down the street of London the other day, and a man crossed in front of me walking, and 
literally coughed in my face. Like he really did. Full on, did not even attempt to cover his mouth, just coughed right in my face. So uh so they're what they call a London kiss. <laughs> You're his property now. <laughs> he was very old. The, the next day I got ill and you didn't, which was kind I'm of I'm telling weird. you, I feel like I'm a carrier. I don't feel like I'm a, I get sick. I just, I carry the virus. So. You're the monkey in outbreak. Exactly. <laughs> also, slight sidebar, but we are back with the horror show. We're sorry we took a few weeks uh, leave. That was kind of an accident. I wasn't keeping tab on things and there were some mistakes in communication between our teams and episodes weren't going up. So you were getting the <laughs> me and Alex chatting about stuff. Don't worry. You got to hear us discuss <laughs> the Pornhub categories of 2019, which by the way, at some point we have to get back to the state by state when they're released, but not yet. Yeah. But now they have started going up. Terror Train, The Burning, or yeah. The Prowler. Burning, Burning Prowler. Yeah, anyway. Prowler. They're all going up. They'll be back up every single Friday. And it's me, Katie, and Shannon. You can find all that by heading on out to We Are Geeks, typing it in on your podcast app thing, your Blackberries, and to your... Remember Apple computers when it was just a TV? Yeah. That was the day, wasn't it? Type it into that. Mm. We'll probably come up. Subscribe. Rate for us. It makes a big old difference because we do this all for free. We don't do patrons. We don't do banner ads. And by the love of God, we're not going to try and sell you any... Hand sanitizer. I mean... Just it's good advice. You should, have you, some, should you should be using hand sanitizer. And as Al learned the other day, because he got to be privy to me taking a serve safe test, which if you've never worked in the restaurant industry, you have to have to handle food. Mm-hmm. And Al learned that you're not meant to dry your hands off after you put on hand sanitizer, which apparently he did not know. You're just wiping it all off if you put it on and then wipe it off. It's not staying there. Air dry. I just got a bag of roasted peanuts, some cat hair, and I just, you know, dry my hands and continue <laughs> preparing the food. All the allergies. All right, what are we doing? We're going to go through the months, guys. We've got a whole bunch of movies to talk about. I'm excited. I've got a few notes. I'm not going to pretend that we know everything about these movies, but we've watched the trailers. There's some really good we spookies have. coming out. I'm excited. A lot of spookies at the yeah. front end. Good looking ones. Not just like bullshit ones when i was going through the list i was like oh did i'll curate this just to be a kind of spookies list but spooky you didn't it's just what's coming no, out so so we actually built this list from firstshowing.net now i know a lot of our friends listening are critics or they've been to festivals I'm, i know there are loads of other great deep cut movies and not even films you know films that won't be deep cut by the end of the year but ones that aren't that prominent yet so we built from the firstshowing.net schedule of films that were coming out and i did certainly cherry pick for sure but i try to do every major release that is scheduled i'm sure we've missed stuff i'm sure people will be upset but whatever deal with it as always get your own podcast that's right <laughs> we're gonna it's start obviously <laughs> not that hard we do it so you know yeah. <laughs> let's start with january shall we now we're already in it by the time you listen to this we're gonna be midway through which is a little terrifying but we've already had the grudge at least for America. We don't get it in the UK just yet. So I'm frustrated. I haven't been able to see it. It hasn't had very good buzz. This is directed though by Nicholas Pesce. I don't know how you say his name. Chaves. I oh, will get to Chaves later. Don't worry. <laughs> He's on this list. <laughs> this is the director of The Eyes of My Mother, which is a really cool black and white drama horror movie. And Piercing, which we actually showed at our little private festival thing that we do. 
It's a great little film. Yeah, so I'm actually excited for The Grudge because I've never really been a big Grudge fan. And I like the trailer. you got John Cho in this. And God damn, I love the voice of God that is John Cho. And I like this director a lot. However, I've been sad to hear from some people I trust that it's not good. I'm, I'm not super familiar with The Grudge franchise. How does this fit into the canon? Is it like starting anew? Is it somewhere? I believe it's what you call a, a soft reboot, Alex. Ah, which, you know, sometimes necessary between sexual sessions. Uh, it, it's <laughs> essentially, uh, I believe they're... T- <laughs> oh. oh, that's the cough. <laughs> Got me on start. soft reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it does tie in to the American remakes, or at least the first one of the first American remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And she wasn't the second one. But I don't think, like, the whole canon of, of The Grudge is kind of sticky anyway, because it's, there's two films that went to TV from the same director in Japan, and then he basically sort of remade those, but for cinema in Japan. And then it started coming out in America, and he actually did the one over there. So he did, like, I think he did it six times. He basically remade the same film in a row, which is kind of crazy. And then they've continued going over there. They had Black Ghost, White Ghost. They had The Beginning of the End, A Final Curse. And then obviously Sadako versus Kayako, which is the Ring and the Grudge crossover. There's like the 13 of these movies now. So just less than the Ring, but a whole mm. bunch. A whole bunch. It's kind of like Freddy versus, just like Freddy and Jason, you know? They're right. the two like big Japanese franchises, the Ring and the Grudge. Two girls who don't want to take a bath. Essentially. <laughs> I never really got along with the Grudge, to be honest, but I'm, I'm definitely going to see this in cinemas. I don't think she gets along with really anybody, so... That's I fair. Think you're alone. Yeah, I do know the mythology was very muddled. Very muddled with these movies. This opening scene really reminded me of the trailer that we got for the second it. The yes. It finish or yep. it ends or whatever. Yeah. It really, really reminded me of that. Except everyone kept their clothes on, which I was grateful for. Old people yeah. are scary, is what the world is trying to tell us. Old naked I was just people excited are. to see Lynn Shea. Yeah. And then to see her just screaming with black gunk coming out of her mouth. I think she so looks like, pretty uh, good in this. Like, I, I yeah. like the trailer for this. I think it no, looks I pretty stylish. I look great. I mean, all the scares look like, yeah, we've seen it before. Like, I do hate it when you get a trailer that says, a new vision of horror. It's like, this is literally a remake of a remake that is like every other J-horror from, you know, 1998 to 2008, basically. Oh, let me take back what I just said. Not everyone keeps their clothes on. And I was all about John Cho getting in the shower naked. So we keep yeah, that. There we go. More of that. Yeah. Less old lady naked thank you more of oh. john's cho exactly <laughs> that makes no sense excellent exactly. let's move on those uh, are actually my fingers coming out of the back of his skull i just was like yeah let me help yeah, that's, that's the gag that they've done every single time pretty much yeah and it's kind of crazy that they're still trying to go oh my god new spooks they're like no this is the same imagery <laughs> i just want to know whose fear that is like who is scrubbing their head in the shower and they're like oh please don't let anyone else's fingers be in my hair don't touch mm. my hair <laughs> don't touch my hair yeah. don't that really bad they should never go to hairdressers <laughs> yeah. idea. all right january the 10th in america at least we're going by american releases just so people know but we are in uk right now this is out in america is underwater directed by william eubank who directed love do you remember that film for the blink 182 spin-off band angels and airwaves yes oh angels and airwaves yeah they had a feature film called love he directed that he also directed the signal which is a very stylish beautiful movie and yeah and this is starring kristen stewart 
I was really excited about this and then I found out, god damn it, and it's not out in the UK for another few weeks, so I have to wait a little longer. It's had some ups and downs in the reviews. I know people are saying the creature designs are fantastic, but the movie's got some problems apparently, but I like this trailer a whole bunch. Yeah, I really, really liked the trailer as well. I mean, for me, it's hard not to look at Kristen Stewart and think that they're designing her off Ripley, basically, mm-hmm. and that the whole thing feels sort of like alien underwater but it still looks really yeah. cool yeah and we've had quite a lot of aliens underwater but not for a while so i'm up for it mm. yeah, like this yeah. Is, and i love it i love aquatic horror and i love monster movies so yeah i'm excited yeah weirdly on january the 10th kristen stewart is also in another movie but this is for the uk because it came out in america very tail end of last year is seabug directed by benedict andrews this is actually, I didn't realize, I saw the trailer for this ages ago, really thought it looked cool when I ages ago a little while ago. And I didn't realize this is from the director of Una, which is a movie not many people have seen, me and Katie have. And I really, really loved Una, which was based on a play. Do you remember that one, Katie? No. I got you to see it in Copenhagen. It's the one based on a play with Ben Mendelsohn and Rooney Mara. And Rooney Mara was... She was an underage girl and they had relationships and then he you know, was going to go to prison and all this stuff. And then she, when oh, she's a grown yeah, woman, sees yeah, his photo yeah, yes. in a magazine or in a newspaper and then tracks him down yeah. to kind of talk to him. And it's right. done just like, it is based on a play. So it's very much like that. It's, it's just scenes of them talking, essentially. Mm-hmm. But incredibly difficult subject and they're both phenomenal in it. But anyway, this is the same director who's done this movie. I see. Uh, w- which is, yeah, inspired on real events in the life of French new wave icon Jean Jean, Jean? Seabug. Jean. Yeah, which I really, I think this trailer looks fucking cool too, actually. Yeah. I apologize. This wasn't on our list before, Alex. I added it in because... How dare you? It's getting a UK <laughs> release now and I'm excited. And on the same day as well, also for the UK, because America has it already, is 1917. We're not going to point out the UK films, but in this first couple of weeks, we do need to point out the big ones. And 1917 is obviously one of the biggest films of the year. I thought most UK releases were... At the same time these days. Why no. are there so many? Is that still a thing that they're often released a little later? What's annoying is like 1917 I knew because obviously that's a big publicized movie, but stuff like The Grudge, they kind of keep it secret and then they shuffle it at some point, you know. There are dates on IMDb, but some of them just keep moving for the UK. And it's really frustrating. So you'll get to like, oh, cool, I'm going to get to see this film next week. And then suddenly it's like, oh, fuck, it's not out for another month or two months or whatever. You know? Yeah, like you Queen only just Slim, recently got to see Parasite. Yeah, well, no, Parasite's not out here yet. I think right. that's not out till March over here or something. I know. But yeah, but it's okay, just Queen and Slim, we don't get till the end of this month as well. Like, I'm very frustrated. There's a bunch of stuff. And part of the reason, honestly, why we've waited for 2019 for our podcast now is because I had to see 1917 before we made our 2019 right. list. So we're actually going tomorrow night to the premiere of it. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Katie doesn't like war movies, so... I don't like feeling trapped in a war scenario, and I feel like that's exactly what this is going to be for three <laughs> hours. So I mm-hmm. might be drunk. Just saying what it is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's basically the pitch that we've done for years on what I wanted mm. from a World War video game, which was always like, uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted this single shot just done in mm-hmm. real time put you in the boots you know and let but i wanted it to start from episode two of band of brothers where you parachute in and you'll get split up and then you're given basically a huge open expanse at night and you're playing through till daybreak so obviously it'd be longer in the game 
So you've got like, you know, eight to 10 hours, basically, just through the course of that night into daybreak. And you had to decide, do you want to go it alone? Do you want to try and find your other troops and like build a band together? Not, you know, a band of brothers, as it were, not a band. Do you want to like, you know, which places <laughs> yeah. you want to strategically attack? You know, and it was really like, yeah, all going to be a single shot in, in real time like that. And I'm fucking super excited. Do you want to climb a tree and shoot a flare and hope your mom comes to get you? Because that's what I would do. No, but it could. It could be like then a survival thing. Yeah. Do you just want to find someone and hunker down? And then like, you know, you'd have to become like a wave sort of you know thing of like people would keep coming to try and infiltrate and you'd have to like hold them off and things like that. I still want to see that video again. But 1917, it's at least kind of that in movie form. Okay. You take the drums. I'll take the bass. I'll take the electric guitar. You're on the keys. We will conquer Shit, fascism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into some of the more stuff that people don't know just yet. January 17th, we've got Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you bad gonna boys. do? <laughs> what you gonna do when they come for you? Bad I mean, Boys, Bad Boys. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that this is a, anybody wants this. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they do. Michael Bay I, wants yeah, I didn't it. know if there was a big demand for it. but I didn't, I didn't realize. Here we are. I remember when Michael Bay first started bringing out films and I didn't like them, but I didn't hate them like a, you know, like a grew to with his movies and Bad Boys 2, you know, it was totally fine for what it was. I'd never given it another thought since and I certainly don't need a new one now, <laughs> to be honest, but I guess some people are going to love it. I guess. I mean, the first Bad Boys reminds me of when I was a kid, like I think it came out when I was nine or 10. I remember watching it at a friend's house and loved it as a kid, loved it. Haven't thought about it since then. Nope. I'll be very interested because these are the kind of films which they could do, you know, gangbusters or it could just come out and just disappear completely and be one of those. Because there's quite a few throwbacks which do not make the money, I think, that they reckon they're going to. How is Will Smith doing? Like, is he all right? Is is How did Gemini Man do? Gemini Man did not do very well. Hmm. New. No. I don't know. Maybe um, he's going for the yeah. nostalgia button. Uh, yeah. Will Smith's not doing that great right now. But hey, if that's not going to tickle your funny bone, maybe do little Will. Directed by Stephen Gagan. Gagan? Gagan? I don't know. How do you pronounce any of these fucking directors' second names? It's impossible. This is the director who did Syriana. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland, and a bunch of other people from Avengers. So many people. Yeah, interesting first post-Endgame project for Robert Downey Jr. He looks very excited to be playing a different character. (laughs) He's just all like overplaying everything. How much does he get paid for this? Thousands, at least. At least thousands. (laughs) At least thousands? (laughs) All right. You got a CGI. But I I predict that this will do little at the box office. (laughs) Brilliant. I don't know. I was watching it and it's not like without charm. I feel like it's a great kid's interpretation because the other Dr. Doolittles we got were not super kid friendly. I mean, they were, but they weren't. I agree with you. I think this could do very well, uh, but I, I mean, think it'll it do very well like because it looks like shit. And it looks like garbage. Yeah. But it also looks like something that w- won't be just a complete drag as a parent to have to take your kids to or to watch on Netflix when it comes out. I don't know. This looks like the kind of film that happens and I'm like, this is why I don't have kids. <laughs> So I don't have to take them. To so see you don't have to talk to animals. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll absolutely outperform Bad Boys for Life, though. I hope for so. Probably. Sure. If I had to see one of them, though, oh, fuck. <sighs> fuck. I'll probably it's, see Bad Boys, Disney, to be honest. It's Disney, right? It's Disney produced? 
I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Mm. There's a polar bear. Everything is, Alex. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but your life is Disney produced. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. January 24th, The Turning, which is a take Woo-hoo! on The Turn of the Screw. Our first proper horror. Well, no, we've already had Underwater. But our first yep. horror film since Underwater. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Our third <laughs> horror film of January, directed by Floria Sigismondi. Sigismondi. Seriously, every second name, <laughs> nightmare. She's not made a movie before, but she's done a whole bunch of music videos. She's and never TV. made a movie? No. This Did looks you say amazing. she? Is this our first female director of the year? It is, Alex. And I'm glad oh, you said oh, it because we're going to be making count of every single female director that we read off of this list. Obviously, we could tailor that how we want by you know, curating the list. We did not. We created the list. And then while we were getting the details together, we started thinking, you know what? Just out of interest, not to try and even prove a point either way, but it's just interesting how many female directors there might be here. And if they're gravitating towards a certain genre, again, whether that's by you know their want or just the industry's direction pushing. But yeah, definitely female director here. I don't think we've missed one yet, have we? No. First one. Are you sure it's not a female that did Bad Boys for Life? It's not. Oh, <laughs> no? Interesting. I mean, Interesting. no one's ever taken off Michael Bay's trousers to check. Uh, Mackenzie, Dav- <laughs> Mackenzie Davis and Finn Wolfhard. That's right. That and little the little scamp. girl from Haunting of Hill House, whose name I don't know, but she's really cute in that show. Yeah. She's the little, little one. I mean, I'm going to say it right now, not to spoil things, but a lot of these horror films this year, I've, this is going to sound weird, but I'm very happy that none of us have movies coming out this year because there's a lot of really good looking movies this year. Like just this really, looks really beautiful good. movies. This one reminds me of, what was that one that we watched? Was it just called Mama about those two twin boys? And their good night, mommy. That's like years ago. Nobody reminds me of that. Yeah, I mean, it looks gorgeous though. Like I really yeah. love how it's it shot. Beautiful. Yeah, Alex doesn't give a shit. No, no, I was just looking at some um, stills from the film and then thinking how much work Finn Wolfhard is getting. He's in everything. Uh, yeah, maybe you should grow your hair out to a ridiculous length, Alex, and you'll get more work. I, I need to be. Or I change to your be second a- name to an to- animal and a sexual prowess. Like Tiger Limp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Alexander Tiger Limp. We did it. Your career is on the up. I like Jaguar Flaccid. (laughs) Penguin Floppy. Oh man. Oh. We did it. I'm actually gonna change my name to Alexander Sharkstiff. Very nice. I would hire you. Sold. I mean for certain movies, yeah. Anyway, January thirty first, we are getting another fucking horror movie in January, the fourth Woo-hoo. one, Gretel and Hansel, directed by Oz Perkins. Mm-hmm. Alex, ding ding. Not a female director. There we go. She's a director of February. And I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house. Nice. Both very moody, very, like, she has a lot of character in her films, which I really appreciate. And this is starring Sophia Lillis, who's also from Stranger Things. Those kids, out of work, apparently. Wait, she's also from It. She's from It. She was It. Oh, is she from It? Sorry, my bad. Yeah, she's not from Stranger Things. Yeah, I presume all those kids are the same. I mean, this looks fucking great, too. (laughs) Like, this looks really artistically shot. 
Yeah, I really, really liked this trailer. I thought just the mood and, and tone, yeah, and how it looked. Yeah. looked really awesome. I honestly, we're entering, I think we're entering such a great time for horror films. Like, we're getting this sort of mainstream, they've got a decent budget, but there's a lot of artistry behind them. So the imagery is just striking. We're also getting a lot of young talent that's moving into horror, as we're seeing. Like, what, I think Stranger Things dawned, and we have all these franchises that are, have these, like, budding kids that are really moving into the genre. Well, and these excite me because these, I mean, so, you know, this is, these last two are both female directors, and a lot of people always look, there's a, a whole bunch of, you know, stupid arguments about females not being able to direct horror movies and all this stuff, and then other people like coming out blazing against that obviously anybody can direct anything like your gender and your race and all that stuff has nothing to do with it however i've always kind of found it frustrating because i haven't actually seen that many horror films directed by women that i've really really loved and that's just happenstance i think from the amount of women allowed to make films in the industry and then just my very particular taste on what i wanted to see these films are looking phenomenal so i'm really mm-hmm. excited that we're getting into a year when hopefully women are getting to i don't know very talented women again to make some very cool films I hope. Plus, women know how to make kids really fucking scary because kids are scary. Weird little scary things. I love the bit in this where the little brother, Hansel, goes into the house and then she's peeking through that little like triangle hole. Mm-hmm. And she's oh, like, yeah. little brother, as he's like starting to like stuff his face full of all the, the treats on the table. And then it cuts to her falling back and then the door opens and the witchy lady comes out and just looks so fucking cool. There was a film two years ago or last year, The Void. And it definitely had that sort of like cinematography feel to it, which is wonderful. It looks better than The Void, though. The Void was not great. No, I don't mean it like, I guess I should say the trailer for The Void. The trailer for The Void was way better than the actual film. My only worry with Gretel Hansel is the trailer is very much, yes, this is the original tale of Hansel and Gretel. No. Yeah. It shifts at the end dramatically. Did you watch the end of the trailer? Yeah. No, Gretel becomes, or she's essentially trying to tell Gretel that she is her kind. She's trying to like grow her powers with her. So it, oh, okay. it's kind of like makes it even darker because she has to choose presumably between powers and her brother. Okay, fair enough. Also on January 31st, we've got The Assistant, directed by Kitty Green. Not a female director. Not a lady, which I feel only a lady could potentially do this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's only made documentaries before. She hasn't made a feature film before. This is starring Julia Garner, who's one of my personal favorite actresses around. Yeah, she's phenomenal. She is awesome. She's so great. Really, my favorite is Electric Children with her. She's so, so good. She was and stunning Mackenzie in Ozark Lay, as well. Who is another great actress as well. And a whole bunch of people. There's actually an actor in this from England who I love, who's in one of my favorite Polyakov pieces. But anyway. Oh, fuck, this looks really good. <laughs> like, yeah. My only worry about this, as with many potential films this year, is is what we're going to get into with commentary. And if for me, if it's going to be too heavy handed or if it's going to be something where, I, again, it's great to have these discussions. I'm happy that we finally get this side of the argument, but I personally, hopefully, live in a world where I don't need to be told some of these things. <laughs> so I don't necessarily always like watching those stories, if you know what I mean. I'm much more interested in in not getting too agenda-based, I guess, which this film could definitely get very, very agenda-based. But from what they show in the trailer, I really, really love it. And I think mm-hmm. it's got a great vibe. Yeah, for me, it's it's just the Julia Garner factor that's like wants me to 
which is making me want to see this movie more than anything else. Yeah. Just because she think definitely she's so so she good. holds both an adult and a child in her grasp when she acts. In Absolutely. My opinion. That's such a like, and yeah. it's, it's for me. I think that that is key for this role, especially because you have both that naivete and then also from what you can see, even in how she holds herself, she will have a turning point. And so we mm. who have seen her in other things know how ruthless she can be in her pronouncement of character. And so it's to me, it's exciting to see what she'll do with this. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I think we're going to bin what we're going to do before because there's so many good movies. We're just going to pick one from each month because there's so many fucking films. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so pick lovely. one then from January that you're most excited for out of everything we just talked about. We're going to scrap 1917 though because that came out in America already. So, oh, January. Oh. Bad boys, bad boys. What's it going to be? For me, it's between Gretel and Hansel and the assistant. Nice. It's hard to, it's hard to separate those two for me. Yeah, same for me. I'm going to say The Assistant. That's the one I think is... Um, again, I th- I think I could get burnt by that film, but I'm excited about it right now. Yeah. Katie? Or it's Bad Boys, would, actually. <laughs> it really was little, Bad Boys. Little, 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 you guys. Talking Polar Bears and Will Smith. I'm going to say The Turning. I think Gretel and Hansel is probably going to be the one that I end up liking the most, but The Turning was the one that... I don't know. It kind of plays in the wheelhouse that I'm most excited about, which is like, yeah, cryptic houses and then the new person coming in and trying to be the friend when she has no idea what's about to happen. I mean, it's a great couple of weeks. And I love Mackenzie Davis, so. Really great. All right, then we get into February. We're going to kick off on February 7th with Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. First big, big movie of the year directed by... Kathy Yan. Yeah, girl. Here we go. Of Dead Pigs was the only other film that she's done. Starring Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ewan McGregor, and a whole bunch of other people too. Alex, when you start us off on this one. So a, tra- a new trailer for this dropped today, actually. I don't know yeah. if you guys caught the new one. I have not. I didn't watch the new one though, because I, I, I'm kind of, it's so close now. I'm just like, I don't need to see any more. You know, I feel for me, I've kind of been... I feel that I've been burnt by DC so many times that I'm just like, what's going to be like? But having watched this trailer, I don't know. I'm kind of... Margot Robbie is producing this, right? She's kind of taken charge of getting this all done. I think that's really exciting. And I think there's bits in this that look really cool. And for me, Harley Quinn was the best bit about the awful, awful Suicide Squad. And I love that in the trailers that she's just like talks about how she broke up with Joker and it's just like the getting rid of like the purging of that and Jared Leto's character and just having that in the trailer to just be like. And then also I think there's a lot of press saying like he's definitely not going to be in it. It Makes me really happy and more excited (laughs) to see this. But I think it looks pretty cool. And I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well. Ewan McGregor looks amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah. As is well documented, I struggle with DC movies a lot, even though I get excited by them a lot and then I get burnt by them a lot. Margot Robbie's like, yeah, the only good thing about Suicide Squad. The only good thing. Like she managed mm-hmm. to play it so she was sexy, scary, hilarious, like oh, so many different things that she managed to push across against all the odds of all the rest of the shit that's going on in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was very excited when I heard she was going to get a spinoff and even more when it was going to be the sort of you know collaboration of things. And the first trailer... Again, I haven't seen this new one, but the first trailer and there was another, well, it was a teaser and then the first proper trailer. The style of it looks really cool. The visuals look really cool. I like how ballsy it is. 
it's kind of going for that Suicide Squad thing, but how it should have been, like with actual soul and character to mm. it. And I don't, I don't want to keep sound like someone who's hitting the drum, but there are so many films on this list and I'm going to have that caveat off of like, this looks great, but I could watch it. And it's just, again, playing that agenda card too hard for me personally, not saying that it shouldn't exist or shouldn't be out there, but just for me, it will be like, this isn't to my personal taste because it might be aggressively shouting in my face too much because yeah, there's a lot that I've read about it where I'm just like, I don't know how far they're going to be pushing out the boat of fuck Joker, fuck like every guy in this film. Like men are terrible and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I like what I'm seeing, but again, I'm a little bit wary of how far it's going to go. There's a shot, I think, I don't know if it was in the previous trailer or if it was just in this new one, where Harley Quinn jumps up and does this sort of like wrestle style two-footed kick. So and good. it looks so fucking cool. It looks so cool. And honestly, I think that's what I'm most excited about when I was watching the trailer is I love watching women do not unsexy things but like be kick-ass while doing the same moves that we've seen guys doing but with like a flair that they weren't able to create because you're just not able to like obviously captain america is not wearing a mini skirt with multicolored hair when he's doing his stuff but it's like i don't know it's i just as a woman it's just those things where i'm like i find it empowering and i'm excited and yeah i agree with alan that i don't want it to be like all about we're only doing this because i'm mad that i broke up with my boyfriend like that's so stupid but i just hope that it's fun and has a good message but also mm-hmm. you know mostly fun yeah and good outfits. I want some good outfits. Yeah, no, the costume design looks phenomenal. And the action does as well. Yeah, and I'd love to see more great action coming from female directors because I think that's something we haven't they haven't been allowed to do enough of in Hollywood. Right. So it's really cool to see that sign happen. There was a nice little Bruce Wayne joke in the last trailer too. Oh, really? Because really? she's got like a pet hyena and she's like, yeah, I called him Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. Nice. <laughs> Nice accent, Alex. Um, And then on the same day, we have another horror film, guys. (laughs) We have The Lodge, directed by Severin Fiala and Veronica Fran. So a female director. Uh, This is a duo directors who, yes, did Goodnight Mummy, which Katie referred to earlier. An excellent horror film that if people haven't seen, they should see it. It's one of the best of the last decade by far. This is starring Alicia Silverstone. I fucking love the trailer to this. I was very excited about it. I almost had the opportunity to see it at TIFF, but I couldn't get in. And then it was also showing at Sitges, and I arrived there a day too fucking late. So I've been very frustratingly missing this. I've had two people I know who know my taste say that they loved the first half of this and they really were disappointed by the second half. So I should lower my expectations. But I'm not gonna because I love Goodnight Mommy and I love the trailer for this. So yeah. The trailer is great for this. I think we spoke about it last year on one of our podcasts where we were talking about how the woman in the majority of the trailer is not Alicia yes. Silverstone. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. My bad. Yes. You're That's right. It's Riley Keough, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We were having this issue because you kept saying that and you're like, I'm so excited. And I think it was Allie and I or somebody were like, I don't think that's her. They no, look no, very no. similar. I mean, she, sorry, I mean it looks so much like they her. They look like a it's... lot alike, but it's not her. Because we were all contemplating how Alicia Silverstone still looked like she did in Clueless. So I was like, how yeah, is this possible? That's why yeah. I still had that note from before. From right. Previous mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool though. I'm very excited. Mm, it looks amazing. And on Valentine's Day, we're getting Portrait of a Lady on Fire, um, which is, so for some people, 
Yeah, some people have been counting it. It didn't actually come out last year, but some people have been counting it as a last year film because they got to see it at festivals and in previews. And it's been on a lot of end of year lists for 2019. And this is from the director of Girlhood, Tomboy, and Warded Lilies. I really liked Warded Lilies uh, from a long time ago. It looks beautiful, this movie. Like, very, very, really very excited. Yeah, and an- another female director. Wow. You got these down, Alex? <laughs> yep. We're also getting on Valentine's Day the new Blumhouse movie Fantasy Island. Uh, <laughs> definitely not directed by a woman, directed by Jeff Wadlow. This is the dude who did Truthful Dare. He did Kick Ass 2. He did Never Back Down. He did Cry Wolf, which is, I didn't realize he made that. That's a slasher movie from the end of the 90s slasher era, like in 2003 or something, which I quite like. And apparently he's directing Danger Girl, which I can't quite believe they're doing that. It's a Scott Campbell comic. That's kind of like James Bond. It's kind of honestly like Charlie's Angels, but just super, super, super over-sexualized women. Like Scott Campbell made a career out of just drawing naked women done to the excess with sort of fake like on. Like they just look like they're naked for all of his comics. And in the 90s, that was a big thing, obviously. So it's kind of a weird time to be making that movie. But anyway, this is a fantasy island. Uh, it's got Lucy Hale. Give, it's got Maggie You got to give a couple something to argue about on Valentine's Day. Which movie are we going so. to? Yeah. I want to see the lesbians. I want to see other naked ladies who are not speaking French. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got. I mean, this movie looks like this movie. You know, it's like... Yeah. Sure. I mean, with Jeff Wadlow... It looks like... I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> mixed with the Fire Festival documentary. Mixed with... Um, see, now you get me excited for it. Something else. <laughs> is <laughs> it as good as Piranha... 3D though. Oh, you mean Prana 2, <laughs> the flying fish? <laughs> Whichever one I hated the most. <laughs> oh yeah, you hated Prana 3D. Yeah, that was the one I didn't like. I mean, I don't know, man. Like Jeff Wadlow, I feel like honest, this could be a fun his party film. It could be, but like listen to all of his movies. He's proven his proven track record of like you know exactly what you're getting from him. You're yeah. getting semi glossy, but not properly glossy, sort of in popcorn fluff that isn't even. You know, Michael Bay level, obviously. It's very, like, subpar popcorn fluff. I don't know. I have very little hope for this. Also, I'll be honest, like, mm. I think Blumhouse can do some exceptional movies every now and then, but a majority of their stuff is very meh for me. And Agreed. I think this will probably be another one. Mm. But don't worry. If you don't want that, you can always get Sonic the Hedgehog on Valentine's Day. Yay! Um, new, finally new trailer, coming out. new Sonic. <laughs> yeah, teeth less scary. You asked for it. <laughs> Jeff Fowler is the director. This is his debut film, guys, and wow, he had all of that bro. shit. <laughs> Poor oh, guy. God. Sorry. Starring Jim Carrey, Adam Paley, is that you say his name? James Marsden. Allie would be very happy. She loves James Marsden. I don't know what the fuck to do with this movie at all. Unfortunately, because I don't think it's a good thing when the public control... I don't want to call this movie art, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, no, you mean. unfortunately, it does look a lot better since the character redesign. But just because he actually looks like fucking Sonic now, which mm. is nice. But his film looks terrible. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird seeing Jim Carrey back in a terrible, terrible role. <laughs> just <laughs> overacting like crazy. Uh. <sighs> More Pikachu detective, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, video game. I mean, we just had The Witcher, which isn't amazing, but it's, you know, at least decent. It's like, oh, I thought video game products were getting on track a little bit. After Midnight is our last film of Valentine's Day, directed by Jeremy Gardner and Christian Stella. They're the team that did The Battery, which was a very cool, 
very low budget zombie movie. And it's, it's starring Jeremy Gardner and Bria Grant and Justin Benson. Full disclosure, I know Bria Grant and Justin Benson, so I probably can't yeah, give it oh, too much accolades. But I like this. <laughs> I like the look of this movie. I generally do. And if I didn't, sorry, yeah, Bria, too. and sorry, Justin, I would say, but I like the look of this because I like their monster movies. It's mm. quite the lineup for Valentine's Day. It is a lot, it's a weird eclectic lineup. Yeah. I guess like Birds of Prey will still be on, so you could watch that one at the same time. I don't know. It's a weird lineup. I mean, I watched this trailer and decided immediately that this was the potential werewolf film that I wanted over The Conjuring 3. Well, we'll get to The Conjuring 3, my friend, and you will have to watch it anyway. So you just steady on. I've heard really great stuff about Bria's performance in this, so I'm, I'm excited. February 21st, Brahms, The Boy 2, the sequel no one thought was happening from a film that honestly we've talked up a little bit on our Chucky podcast and on uh, mm. The Conjuring podcast with Annabelle. I refer to The Boy a lot as a, a surprisingly good doll movie, which means it's one of the best doll movies because <laughs> let's face it, most of them are bad. And this is from the same director, William Brent Bell, who did The Boy, he did Where, he did The Devil Inside and Stay Alive. Okay, so let's just rewind to the boy very quickly. That well, had let's a, not spoil. A really, let's not had a, spoil it. Can I can I say the twist? Because I feel no. like the twist is intrinsic no, 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 no. to this yeah, yeah. because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, That's I agree. I agree say. with you, but let's not say anything else. There is a twist in the boy. Um, a really wonderful twist. Do not watch the trailer to obviously to the boy too if you haven't seen the boy because then it's only going to confuse you more. I think <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, this is with Katie Holmes, which is weird just to see her on screen again, to be honest. And this does not look like a great role. But I don't know, man. Like, I started off going, okay, I could totally be into The Boy too." But then, yeah, I was thinking about what you were saying. I was like, where do they go from where they left it? <laughs> yeah. And it appears right. a completely different direction, which I don't know if they can sell me on in the context of the lore of The Boy. But we'll find out. February 28th, The Invisible Man. From director Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell? Lee. 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 I call him, I call him Lee. Lee. Uh, Lee Winnell. One of the creators of Saw. He also directed Insidious Chapter 3, and he stars in most of those films, if not all of them. He's an he, up, all he directed them. Upgrade, and he's directing the John Carpenter reboot, or the reboot of the John Carpenter film, Escape from New York. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. This is with Elizabeth Moss. Wow. Um, It looks good fun. Yeah. Yeah. The last Invisible Man was with Kevin Bacon, right? Yep. Yeah, the Hollow Man. (laughs) The Hollow Man, that's right. I feel this is going to go a slightly different way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, less pervy. I like Elizabeth Moss, so I'm in. Yeah. 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 To be honest, the trailer didn't like blow me me away, but- I feel they gave away too much in this trailer. I feel yeah. they should have left the twist as, I mean, and maybe there's something else that we don't know yet, but trailers just give away way too much these days. You really do. Mm, they do. Yeah, I think I'd be more excited about this if it wasn't for the glut of incredible looking horror films coming before it. Right. Yeah. This year. And then at the very end of February, sorry, also in that day, we're getting Wendy, directed by Ben Zeitlin, who did Beast of the Southern Wild, which was a lovely movie. And yeah, the synopsis for this is lost on a mysterious island where aging and time have come unglued. 
Mm. Wendy must fight to save her family, her freedom, and the joyous spirit of youth from the deadly peril of growing up. So it's like a little a female twist on Peter Pan, and it sounds and looks fucking lovely. Yeah, I to be honest, I really loved this trailer. It yeah. just made me feel all good things inside, and it looks so beautiful. It reminded just, me I, of I like where the of wild things are. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Yeah. So. One of my favorite movies of all time. And I, and I feel yeah. like this this will be one of those films that, if it's done really well, will really resonate with adults and children. Yeah. Not a female director, though. The trailer makes it feel like, like it is. Wendy it's never like- got her due in Peter Pan's story anyway. She was always like, had yeah. to be the second mom all the time, and she never really got to... We just heard that she used to be part of all of that so what i love about this trailer and the twist on the whole peter pan story as well is that when they're on the island you know the, the way the trailer kind of unfolds is that it, it it does just feel like kids on an island and it's all just play and imagination and then slowly in the trailer the kind of magic sort of starts to come out and show like when he's like oh do you want to fly and they jump and land in the water and then there's like those glowing things underwater or like a big squid or whatever they are and it's like you're suddenly starting to see it and it's like is it still their play and imagination it's it's really i, I loved it i thought it was awesome yep all right so what's your pick for february brahms <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm going Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This is a really tough month. There's like so many here that I want to see. Oh, no, least... there's Sonic. There's <laughs> yeah, Brahms. there's Sonic, Brahms. Uh, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Those are the top three in that order. I, I want to say Wendy, but I feel like the one that I will most likely see before any of these is probably going to be The Lodge. Yeah, for me, it's between The Lodge and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I <sighs> I mean, I think Portrait of Lady on Fire is going to end up being my favorite from the month, but The Lodge is the one, yeah, that I'm really, I've just been desperate to see it for so long now. That, yeah, it's going to win out. All right, we're going to move a little bit, although the month's thin out, luckily, but we're going to move a little bit quicker. March the 6th, we got Pixar's new movie, Onward, directed by Dan Scanlon, who did Monsters University, starring Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Are you saying that? Louis-Dreyfus. I can't see anyone's fucking name today. It's ridiculous. And some people are just called Alicia Silverstone, so they're lucky I didn't just call her that, <laughs> frankly. I don't, know, I don't know if I checked out this trailer. I checked out the other one. I watched it brief. I watched half of it. I'm not that excited about it, to be honest. It's like these two brothers go on this quest to bring back their father from... Right. Died. Well, they get him half re. They, yeah, they they yeah. It's, sub- they have his legs. Substated, however that word is, substantiated. Yeah, but then they have twenty four hours to use this magical staff that he has left them to reincarnate him fully. And the younger boy has never met his father, whereas the older one has. So, yeah, it looks kind of typical of a storyline. Yeah, yeah. Really don't like the poster. It looks terrible. March the 20th, A Quiet Place, Part 2. I have not watched this trailer just because I don't want to know anything about this movie at all because I think there's very few surprises it can really have for me. But again, obviously, when you know the original, you know the quality that's involved, you know the amount of extra money they're pumping into it, and you know there's going to be a whole bunch of shotgun action. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think of how I can talk about the trailer without spoiling anything for you. I'm just sad it's not called A Quieter Place. (laughs) It's like, really? Went with part two? And then The Quietest Place. The Quietest Place. The impression that I got watching the trailer was that it kind of went in the direction that I kind of expected it to. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> you don't sound very excited. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm also just trying not to, I don't want to say too much about okay. it if you don't want to watch the trailer. Yeah, I don't. Sorry. Emily Blunt yeah. has twins this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> More babies. More babies, please. And then a week later, we're getting Mulan, the new Disney live action yeah. movie directed by Nikki Caro, Saro, female director who did The Zookeeper's Wife, but also did Well Rider, which was a huge, it was an Oscar nominated movie um, from ages ago. Beautiful I really film. loved that movie. It's a great one. Yeah. Is that New Zealand, that movie? Is that where New Zealand, from? yeah. Yeah. About a young Maori girl. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm really bad with names. So Yifi Louie, is that how you say this lead actress, actor's name? Yeah. Yifi Louie. I don't, I don't know. I just like watching you squirm and try and say it. I can say Donnie Yen and Jet Li. They're in it too. And I fucking love those guys. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, I hate the Disney live action remakes. I know a lot of people love Mulan. I was never a big fan of Mulan anyway. So I'm slightly less precious How about it, to be honest. How dare you? So good. So I don't need this in my life, but whatever. People, you know, it doesn't look the most offensive Who out of the Disney live action films. Yeah, I know what you mean. So good. All the songs in this are amazing. Be a man, um, you must be swift as the classic <laughs> river. So good. <laughs> are they singing in this one? Yeah, they are because there were people outraged that they were taking some of the songs out and they were like, oh, it's not going to be the same. But then they came back to say, well, it's those aren't traditional Chinese. Like they're actually insulting to the Chinese people right some of the song like some of the lyrics so then people like pipe down We're like oh okay so right. i'm assuming okay. there will be songs i was just watching this trailer and just thinking this movie is gonna make so much money in china so oh yeah money. oh hell yeah oh yeah all right so that's march guys take your pick we've got three movies fix mm-hmm. those onward a quiet place part two or moonland the only one i will see is a quiet place so yeah quiet place part two yeah that's shame all right, then we're into April, where on the 3rd, we are going to get, as announced about a week ago, they are going to be releasing the new Mutants at last, which mutants. is technically f- nice. Mutants. Mutants. Um, <laughs> no Mutants. <laughs> I am one of them. Directed by Josh Boone, who did Stuck in Love, The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, Sorry, I shivered a little bit. And he's doing pretty much all of the episodes of The Stand TV show that's coming out, which I am intrigued with. When the first trailer came out for this fucking, I don't know, 10 years ago, and it was like, this is going to be horror. It's X-Men as horror. And then the whole mm-hmm. Fox thing happened, and then they got cold feet about it anyway, and then they tried to, like, reshoot a whole load of it. And then, yeah, about a week ago, they came out and go, actually, all that stuff we did, all the re-editing, extra shoots we're given, we've scrapped all of it, and we're going back to <laughs> Josh Boone's original edit, and he's going to get to release what he wanted to release, which is great. A waste of fucking money and time, but great. I'm very happy the director gets to release the version he wants. I'm very happy we're going to get an X-Men film that's seemingly a little bit more horror. It's got Anya Taylor-Joy in it. It's got Maisie Williams, Antonio Banderas, like a load of cool people. I really liked the first trailer when it first came out. Watching this new trailer now and, yeah, realizing who this director is, it does seem like tween horror, not proper horror. Yeah. Yeah. This trailer is way less effective than the first one that came out. Like, yeah. So now with the whole Disney takeover, I mean, this is still being released under the 21st Century Fox banner. This will be Fox's last X-Men movie. Okay. So this is not going to be in the MCU canon at all. I can only presume they were like, everyone hated Dark Phoenix so much. Like, fuck it. 
Like, we were going to try and fix New Mutants, but whatever, do what you want. Like, who cares anymore because we broke X-Men, basically. So they thought they'd just throw another Game of Thrones girl in there and see how she does? Yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued for any X-Men movie, particularly anyone that's a little different. But yeah, I don't have big hopes for this anymore, whereas I did two years ago or whatever. I got bored in the trailer, so. A week later, guys. James Bond. No time to die. Just doesn't have, just can't even make anything in his schedule. Although, ironically, it's the last Daniel Craig Bond film. Almost 100% this time, even though he says every time. Looks like it's really happening. We've got Anna de Armas in this one as well. Uh, We've got Leah Seydoux's back, which made everyone go, why did you show all of that in the trailer? Nobody knows. She has a Uh, secret. She has a secret. I mean, if you're talking about trailers that show too much, this is the teaser and it showed the whole... But, oh, Jesus, it but she so has a secret, Al. We don't know her well, secret. It's a pretty good trailer. And I'm not secret. a Bond fan. It lo- no, but I mean, it looks cool. It's Bob, which is kind of it's by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who's the guy who directed most of the first season of True Detective. He directed Jane Eyre, which I really love. He directed Beast of No Nation, and he wrote it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it looks like good fun. I'm in. Yeah. Is Bond? I'm not a big Bond fan at all. What? But. Whatever. What? But you're British. <laughs> you know, I, lo- I love cricket and crumpets. I do like crumpets, actually. I love crumpets. Yeah, none of us really care about Bond. But we're all, I mean, I'm going to, I'm probably going to see this one. Alex, you I revealed like in Bond. the previous podcast that you don't, you haven't watched any Daniel Craig Bonds other than Casino Royale. Is that what you said? That is correct. Skyfall's so good. You definitely have to see other ones before you see this, though. Like, this is going to be a culmination of stuff. How yeah. dare you tell me you what to do? You don't know his relationship with Leah Seydoux. <laughs> they had sex. <laughs> Okay. Right. Did they have sex? They probably had sex. Yeah. Bond. It's Leah Seydoux and Bond. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Come on. They had sex. Come on. A week later, though, guys, we're back to horror. Thank goodness. Antlers, directed by Scott Cooper, who did Hostiles, Black Mass, Crazy Heart, starring Kerry Russell and other people, too. I forget this trailer. I watched it a long time ago. Oh, it's really fucking. I remember Kerry Russell. Batshit crazy. Nice. <laughs> and there's some really nasty imagery. You get to see some creatures for sure. There's a whole lot of creatures this year, which I'm very excited about. I'm less excited mm. about how many spooky kids there are this year because I don't really care about spooky kids. You just kick them. They're really small. But monsters into it. Maybe a Wendigo. Did you notice in that Ooh. there's like that singing and they say Wendigo? Oh, do they? Could be. Yeah, like at the end there's this like... Uh, I'm not sure what language it is. Or maybe, I guess, like an indigenous Native American language. And in one of the lines is Windigo. And I was like, I'm in. Actually, I was Alex in Alex picked up that. on that because Alex, as urban legend tells, is is one of the Sasquatch brothers. We've seen photos of you wondering. <laughs> 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 yep. Actually, it's an annual ritual of my wife, Bethany, to post a photo of me, which she believes proves my Sasquatchness. So you can eat in this year. So it's getting too ah. close to the truth. I had to shut her down. <laughs> Has anyone uh, seen the movie Exists? Let's just say <laughs> I have close ties to that film. You do. You do. I do. You've seen <laughs> Jamie it. Jamie Nash follows uh, me on Twitter. Yeah. Analyst looks really fucking cool. There's just so many cool looking horror films this year. It's very exciting. I mean, genuinely very exciting because I made a list of my favorite mm. horror films in 2019 because I was going to do that section in our 2019 podcast. And to be honest, there were a lot of genre films I liked a lot, but actual horror horror, not that many, really. 
And sort of like going back to what you were sort of saying at the start as well, it, they've all got a very kind of art housey sort of feel to them as well, which is really cool. All look really pretty. Yeah, everyone's trying to go A24 with it. Mm. Yeah. God bless them. I'm all fine with that. Also on April 17th, we've got a movie that Katie pointed out. New to the list, Alex. Time to panic. Promising ah! Young Woman. Oh, directed yeah. by I'm Emerald Fennell. Not a female Wait, director. Emerald Fennell. Looks so uh, This is her debut movie. She's an actress who was in The Crown. And she was what? also a writer. She wrote a whole bunch of Killing Eve. <gasps> uh, the, the director of this. What? And it's starring Kerry Mulligan and Bo I Burnham. Love. I didn't know any of this. In the crown, she's Camilla Shan. She's only in a few episodes. Ah, and also but starring face if you see Adam Brody, aka yeah. Seth from the OC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Katie pointed this one out. It definitely belongs on a list. It is definitely a horror-centric film. Yeah. It's got your love uh, in it, Al. How did you miss her? I do. I love and she Karen has Morgan. amazing hair in it. Oh my god, that can't all oh, be her hair, right, cool. you guys? How do we feel about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say, from the trailer of this, I mean, I, I've seen this film before. Like, there's been, for the I last know. few years, quite a lot of, like, female... Well, uh, this is basically, she's basically hard candy, but grown up. It's hard candy. It's MFA. It's a female who's being run through the ringer due to men her entire life in many, many different ways. And she's clearly very intelligent and very a person who should be excelling in her life and is constantly put down because of men and then she decides to kind of get into what looks like entrapment to many many men in order to prove a point and then at the end it looks like it might get audition nasty and it looks very cool to be fair this looks much better written than the other ones that i've seen although i do love hard candy but yeah this is definitely another film for me and more than any of the others where i'm like i feel like this could definitely hit me in the face with the the message sledgehammer as it were you know, I do also agree we need some Sledgehammer message films as well. I just don't necessarily enjoy them very much. Uh, no matter what the message is, any type of message. I don't like it being shoved in my face. I like very subtle things. And this movie looks cool, but it doesn't look very subtle at all. Well, we'll see. Alex didn't even know it existed, so he can't have an opinion. I'm excited yep. about it. I've watched the trailer two different times. Still excited. I do agree it does look like something I've already seen before, but I love Carrie Mulligan and it looks... Potentially like it has a twist. We'll see. We will see. A week later on April 24th is another film that another horror community are excited about called Antebellum, which I ignored the trailer for for ages because there's an Antebellum film that came out on iTunes recently that's a piece of shit. And I think it's like a Annabelle knockoff, essentially. And I thought that that was this for a while. That's not what this is. This is from Jared Bush and Christopher Renz. This is their debut film. So, so were you with, wondering why people were getting so excited about I it? I really was. But the, um, without offending anybody, the horror community is interesting. <laughs> so sometimes I'm <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe they're really into this fucking knockoff Annabelle movie. Who knows? People are into Halloween 3 season of The Witch. So what are you uh, going to do? Incorrect. On so many Let's just read the uh, the synopsis here. Successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. This looks, again, very assured directing. It looks very beautiful imagery. It's got some surreal sort of time travel stuff going on in it. Yeah. Seems like it. I like Seems it. Seems like it. <laughs> Good. Jane, uh, what's her like name? It. Jenna Malone. She's in it. Eric Lange. Janelle Monet. <laughs> Malone. Oh wait, <laughs> there is Jenna Malone and there's Jenna Janelle Malone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look, I, I might be ill like, and falling come apart. On, you couldn't have read that one wrong. 
<laughs> also, Alicia Silverstone's in it. It's a great cast. Great cast. Uh, I think this movie looks cool. I don't know much about it yet, but I like it. Guys, it's that time. April, pick yeah. a movie. It was a cool trailer. Uh... <laughs> that was the biggest fucking just oh, frozen You gotta be thinking about it as I read through. So I was, and I was gonna go No Time to Die, but I vaguely remember Antebellum, and now I remember Antlers. Okay. So, we'll come back so to you. if it was the one that I uh, want to watch now, because I, I know I will watch Bond, but I would be most excited to watch a good horror. Yeah, definitely Antlers for me as well. Alex, funny man. <laughs> What's your movie for April? Antlers as well. Ooh, Hands down. We all want yep. Antlers. All right, we're going to move a little quicker because we've got a lot of the year still to get through. Uh, in May, we've got Black Widow, directed by Kate Shortland, female director. Get it in the books. She did... She's, I mean, this is a, a great female director who's been around for quite some time. She did Berlin Syndrome recently, which we showed at our little LA festival a couple of years ago. Very good. She did a film called Somersault, which I like, and she's Australian. Am I right, Alex? Sure. He knows all of them. The Wendigos and the Australians. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. And don't get him started on the Bushy Goes. <laughs> Starring Florence Pugh, Scarlett Johansson, and Robert Downey Jr. That's what it says. Uh, on DJ. What? Yeah. It says Robert Downey Jr. on, on uh, IMDb I for Black Widow. I did not see Quitter. him in this trailer. There's going to be a cameo. I saw for what's a his CGI face from Stranger Things in it, though. Iron Man. Oh yeah, what's his David face? David Harbour. Harbour. I mean, I'll be honest. I really like this lady's previous movies a lot, and it depresses me that this trailer looks mediocre. Me and Alex have talked about it before in a previous podcast. Katie, you got anything to add? I'm excited. I like the ScarJo. I like Florence Pugh. I like her little Russian accent. And yeah, I'm in. I think the Russian accents like do things for me, so I'm in. <laughs> I think Florence Pugh is phenomenal, but I'm just really I don't know. This movie just looks very paint by numbers to me. Yeah, but. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I made it eight. We don't have a trailer for it yet that I know of, and if we do, I don't want to hear about it. Legally Blonde Three is coming out from director Jamie Sook, and it's their debut movie. Mm. Wow. Who would hand the reins of such a franchise to a debut director? <laughs> Someone who doesn't uh, care the, that much. <laughs> May the 15th, which is bewildering to me, and I can only presume it's going to get pushed back, is Saw, an untitled Saw movie. Obviously, we had Jigsaw a couple of years ago, the kind of revamping of the franchise while still part of the same canon. This one's directed will we ever by, be covering this in the horror retrospectives, Al? We will not be covering Saw in the horror retrospectives at all. Although, I'll be honest with you, Alex, we're running out of films. <laughs> but again, we'll get to Leprechaun <laughs> before we get to Saw. Darren Lynn Boozman is the director of this, who directed Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4... 666 The Prophecy and the remake Mother's Day, which is really bad. Produced, though, by Chris Rock and starring people like... the comedian Chris Rock? Yep. He was the guy behind this, getting this film done. Starring Samuel L. Jackson and Max... (laughs) (laughs) How do you say his name? Max Minghella? He really won't be in anything. Minghella, yeah. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm definitely intrigued when the trailer finally comes out, but I do not enjoy the Saw films. And the fact that they've brought in the same director as three shitty Saw films irks me. That is curious. But don't worry, Alex. If you don't want to see Saw that day, you can go see Scoob! Exclamation mark. Directed by... Hey, Scoob! Tony Savone. This guy has directed, let me tell you, 
shit tons of Tom and Jerry movies that went straight to to DVD. And that's it. Never made a cinematic movie before. But he's got some Zac Efron in here. He's got Mark Wahlberg. He's got Amanda Seyfried. People. May 22nd, Fast and Furious 9 comes out. Directed by Justin Lin, who decided, you know what? I need more money. Let's go back. Let's go back. (laughs) When he kept saying he wanted to do smaller horror films again. Well, Charlie Theron, Vin Diesel, Helen Mirren, Michelle Rodriguez, Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift is going to be in this one. Exciting. Wow. John Cena, Tyrese Gibson. I'll be honest. I used to watch all of these and I quite enjoyed them more than most people for a long time. And now I've very much fallen off the bandwagon. I haven't seen Fast and Furious 8 and I haven't yet seen Hobbs and Shaw, although I will definitely see both of them. I think I got to about five. Yeah. Which is when I think they started picking up again, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. I do apologize. Sorry. I said Justin Lin with horror. I'm, of course, thinking of James Wan with horror. And Justin Lin was the guy who did better for tomorrow. They're both involved with this franchise. Oh, James Wan is doing Fast and Furious? No, it's Justin Lin coming back. He's oh, the guy okay. who did, to- he did like, Tokyo Drift, actually, confused. in the Fast and Furious franchise. And he did uh, Fast and Furious. Snakes. Yeah, six, yeah. snakes. I did five and six <laughs> and five and four. Fuck it, he did three, four, five, and six. There you go. Uh, Jeez, I back. want to see Fast and Furious. Um, and on the same that day, sounds fun. SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, <laughs> directed by Tim Hill, who did Muppets from Space, Garfield yes. 2, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Hop. It's got Keanu Reeves in it as a tumbleweed. Aquafina <laughs> is in it. <laughs> and Clancy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's true oh my god yes i'll be honest i really like the trailer for spongebob sponge on a run i haven't um, watched it yet i'm not I the like spongebob i don't like it when i found out who the director is and what what he's done before right but i like the look of the trailer is it based on like the uh, young adult novels absolutely or legally and blonde then, three <laughs> And then, well, you've had to get to that. May 29th, Artemis Fowl, directed by <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, with a whole bunch of people. I don't really care for this movie, but some people do. I don't so. know what this is. Someone tell me what this is. I'll read you the synopsis. He skipped Forthwith. this one. Skipped it, eh? It, it's, it was a dumb title, not going to lie. Sounds like a Harry Potter. Yep. Artemis Fowl, a young Irish criminal mastermind, kidnaps the fairy Lip Recon. Of Lep Recon Ep Officer Captain Holly Short for ransom to fund the search for his missing father in order to restore the family fortune. Yeah, I don't I don't care. It's got Judy Dench and Josh Gad. I was out when you said Kenneth Branagh. Aww. <laughs> he did Henry V and Thor. <laughs> Alright, guys. I still haven't forgiven him. That's May, Black Widow, Legally Blonde 3, Saw, Scoob, Fast and Furious 9, The Spongebob Movie, Sponge on the Run, and Artemis Fowl. Take your pick. Spongebob. Black Widow. (laughs) Oh, I don't really care. Spongebob. All right. And we're into, I can't believe, Ali, we just, we just do Spongebob, Sponge on the Run over a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh june we got wonder woman 1984 dc are backed same director patty jenkins me and alex have talked about this a little bit on our previous podcast we'll be very quick with our feelings but katie let's get your feelings first and alex write down another female director please i don't i don't i don't really care i thought the first wonder woman, wonder woman was fine it was fine mm-hmm. i think the 80s thing has been getting bludgeoned over the head 
yeah, I don't know. It just seemed kind of like more of the same kind of jokes and story that we got in the first one. So with just shoulder pads, I don't know. Slow mo. I mean, the only thing that's exciting is her like lassoing lightning. That's it. That's literally what I said Mm. when me and Alex talked about it. Because we had a joke where I'd said, Mm. I don't want any more slow mo things going projectiles, and I don't want any more upskirt shots. And it does both of those straight away. Yeah, Yeah, I'm tired of the 80s thing. I really had excitement for this one. I thought it was going to be cool, and I liked to look at a poster, even though I didn't like Wonder Woman, the first one, very much. I love her. Like, she's, (laughs) I mean, she's fucking great, but I I just don't like, I don't find it exciting. Yeah, I still hold slight hope, but I don't need Chris Pine back either. And yeah, the lightning swinging is the only thing in this that I haven't seen a million times before. Everything else is just very tired. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to put this side by side with Birds of Prey, for example, I think Birds of Prey might have some fresher ideas. And It looks so much more exciting. You know what I mean? Birds of Prey looks so much yeah. more exciting. There's stuff in it that I don't think I've seen yet. And whether or not I'm going to like it, at least it will feel fresh, you know? Whereas mm. Wonder Woman... Yeah. I feel it'll be like Captain Marvel. The only way I can like it is from a kind of place of stale, like, yep, yeah, I've seen all these beats before, but maybe that can be vaguely comforting, but that's it. Yeah, and it's know. got what's a person wig in it as well, and she just looks like she's playing the same role she always plays in every film. Just yeah. meh. A week later, guys, Candyman. What? Which means, in our contention for the horror show this year, is covering the Candyman films, because there's only three previous, it's to make four. I'll be there with you. You would? Yeah, I'll do Candyman, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, I don't know much. I mean, I've seen them all, but it's been a long time, so it'd kind of be a fun one. I've never seen any of these. I think I've only seen bits of the first one, but I'd be on board. It could be fun. Uh, This one's directed by Nia DaCosta, who did Crossing the Line. It's written by Jordan Peele, who's also produced it. And apparently it does have Tony Todd in it, but he's credited here as Styx. So I don't know if he's going to be a weird cameo or what, or if they're just trying to confuse people. Who knows? Who knows? Right. But I'm intrigued. June the 19th, we got our second Pixar movie of the year. This one's called Soul, and it looks a damn sight better than the other one. It's directed by Pete Doctor, who directed Monsters, Inc., which is great. He directed Up. He directed Inside Out. And it's also co-directed by Kemp Powers. And this is his debut film, presumably related to Rory Powers. Who knows? <laughs> and it's got Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey and other people doing vocals. Yeah, I mean, this looks more like Pixar. Yeah. I was enjoying the vibe of it, and I was enjoying that it seemed to have something to say, and it seemed more sincere. I will admit, like, I've got a bit tired of Pixar as they become more just Disney, and it's just something about it. Like, it gets to the end of this trailer, and it's like, okay, we've got a sincere kind of lovely note, and there have been humorous moments, and blah, blah, blah. And I think it just underlines why I, like... I don't know, like a lot of European and Japanese animations better because they would just finish on that sincere note. But instead, Mm -hmm. because it's Mm. Disney, it has to finish on that sincere note and then go, oh, but we forgot. We think all of our audience is stupid. So here's a dance as well. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the literal dance of like, yeah, now I'm just going to play to like the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And (sighs) treat my audience like children, you know, which I appreciate there are a lot of children there, but I think the children would enjoy the other stuff as well. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you start off on the note of jazz and how you're supposed to be seeking something bigger in life and to do something that makes you you and fulfill you. And then it's not as though it's completely serious up to that point. There are like normal comedies, tokes up to this point. And then it's like, we don't need it to end on like, I want to dance like a monkey. Yeah. June of 26, guys. 
If we want to go Alex? somewhere that you've never gone before. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you go to <laughs> I had nothing to the say. danger zone. <clears throat> we are going back to the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick. Or Top Gun colon oh Maverick. Oh my God. Directed by Joseph oh Kosinski. <laughs> colon Maverick. This is a guy directed <laughs> Tron Legacy. Directed Oblivion, which is a much underrated movie. It's very stylish. Directed Only the Brave. And directed Taco Bell, Web of Fries. <laughs> Oh my god. Someone actually directed that? He has it on his IMDb. Like most directors keep that shit off. <laughs> it's there. Uh, uh, starring Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer against yeah, yeah. all odds. I mean, against all odds, <laughs> including the River Sticks. Uh, Miles Teller and Jennifer Connolly. Holy shit. Yeah. Who presumably is like, we need to get someone who's actually a woman. But who's still hot enough for Tom Cruise to partner up with? That's it, because it's just like, who is the original? I guess Kelly McGillis. They're like, we can't have her. She's old. She's like, old. We're going to get someone much younger. She's get one not of the an hottest alien, women so she aged like a human. You know what was funny with this? You know, obviously there have been a lot of build up or a lot of talk over the years about this film and Tom Cruise doing it and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And maybe naively, I sort of thought before I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Tom Cruise is going to be in this, but he's going to take a step back and it's going to help play that whole sort of new generation thing, which the trailer kind of does show. But at the same time, Cruise got a cruise yeah. because this is very much- It's going to be Mission Impossible with planes. Basically. This is not Indiana yeah. Jones and the Crystal Skull, Alex. This is Tom Cruise and he does not- <laughs> Fucking take he a backseat to anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Four goose. films for June. What are you picking? Wonder Woman, Candyman, Soul, and Top Gun Maverick. I'm going to say Wonder Woman out of those four. <laughs> going straight to the fucking danger zone. Come on. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, man, it's for some real split. I am going 100% Candyman because it's Jordan fucking Peele, and that guy can do horror. So I'm excited. Yeah. July, we've only got two movies. We've got Free Guy. From director Sean Levy, who did Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther, Night in Museum 1 and 2, Date Night, Real Steel, The Internship. <laughs> All those classics. The Internship. Oh, I love you. <laughs> a few. Uh, what? How you, what? Internship. Uh, interns. <laughs> and it is now your turn. <laughs> get it's the ship that brings in the interns for the job. That's what it's about, right? And a whole bunch of episodes of Stranger Things he directed, to be fair to him. Starring Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi, who can do no wrong. I didn't watch this trailer either. You, have you not seen this trailer yet? No. Do you know what it's about? No. <laughs> oh, Alex, take it away. <laughs> so this one, Ryan Reynolds is an NPC in a video game, and he realizes that he just goes about the same thing every day and kind of tries to take control of his life and this video game and change the course of his life. Who is Taika in it? <laughs> I don't know, don't Taika. Know. He may be someone is outside. Is he in the video game or is he like the he, person he, playing the game? He may be someone game? outside of the game was the impression I got from oh. maybe, like maybe one of the creators. The impression I got from the trailer. But right. Ryan Reynolds is very much an NPC in the game. Exciting. I didn't know. And it's one of the weirdest. It just came out of nowhere. This trailer just appeared. <laughs> and it's the weirdest idea. I think the idea is great. Where you do a whole movie out of it, like Alex said on Podcast 4, I yeah. don't know. But I also think the trailer looks terrible. Well, isn't to be this kind of what the premise was for Wreck It Ralph? 
Sort, sort of. of. Yeah. I mean, kind of. She broke her game because she got tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, right. Why Gone not? off it. But yeah, I don't like this. I don't enjoy the work of this director. So I probably won't enjoy no. this film. Also, option Minions, The Rise of Gru, directed by Kyle Boulder, who did the Lorax, Minions, Despicable 3, and co-directed by Brad Abelson, who's his debut movie. They had two choices, Free Guy or Minions, The Rise of Gru. Pick away. For July? Yep. You Wait, have way more, more in, July. in July. Oh, shit, I do. Oh, God, guys. Have I mentioned I'm sick? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about because we got freaking Bob's Burgers all in right, July. All right, all right, we're getting it, we're getting it. Hello. July the 10th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's a movie. Oh, Ghostbusters colon yep, Afterlife. we spoke about that trailer. Directed by Jason Reitman, who did Tully, Young Adult, Up in the Air, and Juno with Paul Rudd, Annie Potts, Finn Wolfhard, back again. Like fucking kid. Stealing your jobs, Alex. Alex Sharkstiff. 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 Get in there. <laughs> Um, hey Sharkstiff get in there (laughs) Alex and I have talked about this in a previous podcast we're both we're both into this Um, so much so that we do also want to do a Ghostbusters show this year which wouldn't work out very hang on June the 12th oh that could work out perfectly Alex back to back Candyman and then Ghostbusters we'll get that in the schedule Katie how do you feel about Afterlife trailer I love Ghostbusters so yes Let's do, do it. You, but I mean, did you? Would you have rather the sequel to the to the reboot with all of the ladies? Or I never saw the reboot with the ladies because I didn't okay. need to do that. I'm a bad lady <laughs> when it comes to watching lady films that I'm supposed to be watching. Sure, it's your responsibility to watch all the films with all the ladies. I guess you know you, I get, you can't just watch what yeah, you enjoy. I know, but I don't find that kind of humor humorous. The lady ones that they're going for. So I yeah, mm. I took a pass. I, I feel okay. Like I survive every day. I wake up. It's good. Everything's fine. Yeah. But I'm excited about this one. We'll see. Do you mind it looks Stranger Thingsy, or you happy? It's the way that it's gonna go. Like the way that you're gonna make a sci-fi film now. That's how it's gonna be. My Very only true. thing with it is that I do get kind of annoyed at the whole like let's give the kids everything to do now sort of vibe that we are yeah. getting with things. Like it took it. Stranger Things is obviously a big one, and mm-hmm. it's just one of those oh, things nice. where I enjoy watching adults <laughs> be in movies, and I don't need all of them to be an ensemble cast of young tweens, because I don't really care about those that age. Uh, yeah. Not every film's got to be Goonies. Yeah, not everything has to be like that, because those are the films I like from my childhood, and I get that you're making movies for not my generation really now, but... <laughs> Surprise, yeah, my generation is adults. the one who's having kids that are going to be not quite this age appropriate, but getting there. So. Well, on the same day then, Katie, you can go see The Purge 5 because that's going back to cinemas after two seasons, I think, on TV, which I was meant to cover because me, Lee, and Ali covered The Purge movies. We will have to return for that movie. <sighs> uh, but we did not return for the TV show. So you'll be getting that episode then. July the 17th, there's a little movie without a trailer yet, but Katie's slightly excited about called Bob's Burgers. Yeah! Love it! <laughs> Katie loves Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is great. I still I still haven't, I oh still haven't watched God, it, but every time I see the name, I, it always makes me oh, think of you, Katie, but I still haven't watched it. galore. I don't know how... Well, maybe you shouldn't ever watch it because then people will think that your magical food songs that you come up with from out of your brain... 
are inspired by Bob's Burgers because, to be honest, you could be a writer for that show. Ooh, maybe I'll come up with some songs and send it to the you writers. Food, the food puns in that show are perfect. I mean, so my the- name's Alexander Sharkstiff. <laughs> I come up with food songs. With puns. They're so good. Uh, on the same day, going up against Bob's Burgers, who would have the gall? Christopher Nolan with his new film, <laughs> Tenet. So are we saying this? Tenet. Tenet, yeah. Starring Elizabeth Debicki, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Let me get up the synopsis for this one, actually. But yeah, obviously, Christopher Nolan. I feel the synopsis for these two films are probably going to be really similar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, well, so it's going to be eerily the same Bob movie. An action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Yep. And what's his name? The... Uh, Denzel Washington's son. God, I forgot his name. Dave, David? No. Sure. What's his name? Zeldin. Washington Jr. Zelnid. John David. Yeah, John David Washington. Zelnid. I mean, I'll be honest, this doesn't look as cool as I normally find Christopher Nolan's first trailers when they come out. Like, Interstellar blew me away with its first trailer. Inception blew me away with its first trailer. Like, you know, those in-between movies he did between Batman movies always looked really exciting. This one doesn't blow me away but it's christopher nolan so people online have posted the trailer in reverse but with the audio still the same and all the beats it it fits perfectly oh really you sh- yeah you should watch it it's really cool watch it the normal way around and then watch it backwards and it's like all the beats and the the bits of dialogue obviously don't match like mm-hmm. with other people but like kind of match what is visually happening that's interesting cool. it's really really fucking cool yeah and then july 24th jungle cruise because if you're thinking you know what we need another movie based on a disney ride here you go directed mm. by Juan colette sarah so you say his name uh let's say yes sure. he directed the commuter the shallows non-stop orphan house of wax and he's directing the upcoming black adam with Dwayne johnson a who's film in this. called non-stop orphan <laughs> Stop off. <laughs> and Emily Blunt is in it too. And I swear the costume Ask department me. gave The Rock a costume that is like three sizes too small. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> when he first appears, I'm like, oh my God, is he like getting bigger or are they just, he's like, just do this tiny <laughs> well, little he just, bun well, He seems to be in two movies. He's in San Andreas skyscraper movies, which is just him in basically downtown places as they fall apart. Yeah. And then he's just in Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, Jumanji, Jungle Cruise. Just he's in a jungle somewhere in some tight things. Well, I guess and Fast and Furious mm. movies. That's it. That's all he does. His trifecta movies. And I, honestly, when I saw the trailer Jungle Cruise, it's like, oh, is this Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever the fuck they call those movies three? Because it just looks exactly the same. Or Jumanji <laughs> 3. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. No, thank you. Or whatever. And July 31st, apparently, we're getting Morbius. Which is a vampire character from Spidey. Yeah. Directed by Daniel Espinosa, who directed Life, which was a film not many genre fans enjoyed. I thought it was fine. Starring Jared Leto, because it didn't work out for him as Joker. So let's go to Marvel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> albeit Marvel at Sony. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, it seems to be happening. And Sony, God bless him, just put out spidey movies willy-nilly and they made a load of money off venom so i guess they think they can do it with Mo- morbius now seems unlikely yeah here we go 
Guys, that's it. July, Ghostbusters, The Purge 5, Bob's Burgers, Tenet, Jungle Cruise, and Morbius, Free Guy, and Minions, The Rise of Gru. Pick it. I wonder what Katie's going to pick. Bob Burgers. Barber. Damn burgers. <laughs> Bob Burgers. I'm picking Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can't believe I don't want to say Christopher Nolan film, but fucking Ghostbusters, man. That trailer got me way more excited. I get tingles at the end of that trailer every time. August, we've got two films. I mean, presumably some big ones are going to appear out of nowhere. And there's some Marvel ones that are still going to probably pop up here and there. But Escape Room 2, directed by Adam Robitel, who did Escape Room 1. First one was not terrible. I was really surprised by that first one. I thought it was going to be just really terrible. So I started watching the first one earlier in the year and I turned it off in the first scene. I was like, nope. And then you and I were going through films and I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, this is actually fine. Like, it's it was good fun. Fine. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Nah. It wasn't like cruel or anything, but it was a decent movie. I enjoyed the lead, but honestly, it was kind of just a ripoff of Cube. Which yeah, is a but if they could be creative with it again and have fun with the different rooms right. again, Which, then I'm yeah, in. Agreed. And August the 21st, Bill and Ted Face the Music, directed by Woo-woo. Dean Parasote, who did Red 2, Fun with Dick and Jane, and Galaxy Quest. Don't you have the new Matrix coming out the same day? That's a very good point. Really? Yeah, because both of Keanu Reeves' films are supposed to come out on the same day. They are indeed. You're absolutely correct. Because wow. that, that's going to that sweep August list? for me. Come on. Yeah, I'm adding it in. The Matrix 4. Wow. I didn't realize it was going to be done by that stage. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that was the big thing. Is like, yeah, he's got two films on the same day. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I believe, I believe. I think The Matrix will get pushed 100% <laughs> because it will be scared of Bill and Ted face music. Yeah. I see the thing that makes me... I mean, there's no trailer obviously yet for Bill and Ted. There's images coming out. And the thing that makes me feel most uncomfortable about Bill and Ted Face the Music is that I believe Samara Weaving is playing Bill's daughter. Mm. Right. 100% looks like she would still get down with Keanu Reeves. (laughs) So it's very... (laughs) It looks just weird. When you see the four of them all standing together and they're there with their daughters, you're like, those two would hook up. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I, I enjoy the Bill and Ted movies because I watched them as kids and they're good, creative, fun. But let's not kill ourselves. They're not amazing movies. Like They're not actually great movies. But even if they were, I don't... I think when you bring back people later to... I don't know, man. Like, history has not been kind. I'm reprising this kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. All right, then. Escape Room 2, Bill and Ted Facing Music or The Matrix 4? Matrix. I mean, I was so disappointed with... Matrix 2 and 3. Do I really want 4? I'm going to say Bill and Ted. All three of these are on even keel with me, really. I got to say Matrix because I hope. Like, they've had long enough. But yeah, two out of three of them were bad. And I'll be honest, pretty much everything else the Wachowskis have done, I haven't enjoyed. So, yeah. September. Only a couple of movies. (laughs) Monster Hunter. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Not Wes Anderson. Not P.T. Anderson. The evil one mm. who did Resident <laughs> Evil, yeah. Mortal Kombat, and all that nonsense. AVP. Yeah, AVP. Who else are you going to do? Then, you know, let's have Mila Jovovich as the star because she's married to him. So. And Ron Perlman, mm. based on the video game Monster Hunter. Only seen images of this so far. Look, he's made video game movies before. Not well. So I can only presume he's not going to do this one well either. <laughs> Come on. Who are we kidding? This isn't going to be good. No. No. Well, September the 11th, though. 
tricky day to release a movie. We're getting back to the spookies with the conjuring colon. The devil made me do it. <laughs> Directed yeah. by our friend Michael Chaves. Chaves. I think you probably pronounced Chaves. Did a curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. Llorona. Also, I think most people probably know him for directing Billie Eilish's video, Bury a Friend. You can go back to our Conjuring podcast to hear myself and Alex and Shannon discuss all these movies, but we were much kinder on the curse of La Urona than most people. But particularly, I really liked it. particularly Michael's directing. We thought he did an excellent mood. I'm excited for this one. Does Shannon know that she has to watch another Conjuring film? Yeah, she does. Oh, oh she does. She knows. Yeah, I'm excited for this as well. However, if the rumors turn out to be true and it is the werewolf story, and if it has, <laughs> if it is anything like the ghost CGI <laughs> werewolf that we got in Annabelle Comes <laughs> Home, <laughs> I will be very upset. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past them. Well, The Conjuring or Monster Hunter, guys, which one are you more excited for? Tough draw. Conjuring. Yeah. Easy Conjuring. Yeah, same. And then we're into October. Three movies. G.I. Joe is back with Ever Vigilant, directed by DJ Caruso, who did Disturbia, which actually I really like Disturbia. He did I'm Number Four, which I saw because I like Disturbia that much. But then he also did Triple X. Go watch Return of Xander Cage. And Triple X number four apparently is coming and he's directing that too. Yeah, G.I. Joe is back. I've got to say the second G.I. Joe movie actually I went back to fairly recently and it's it's good trashy fun, which I presume is what they're going for with this. Because there is a resurgence because one of the other movies coming on October 16th is Snake Eyes, which is a G.I. Joe spinoff, which is directed by Robert Schwentk. <laughs> who's the director of The Captain. He did Flight Plan, which I really like, actually. He did R.I.P.D. He did Red, The Time Traveler's Wife, Insurgent, and Allegiant. And it's starring Samara Weaving again, Henry Golding, Iko Uwais. don't know how you say his name, but he's fucking... Yeah, he's Indonesian. He's great. He's the dude from The Raid. Andrew Koji and our friend and podcast host, Haruka Abe. Woohoo! So we're not allowed to speak too much about this one, but... Two G.I. Joe movies in the same month. And I can tell you what, Snake Eyes is looking pretty cool. So yeah, that'll be intriguing. I know, it's just an intriguing strategy to release G.I. Joe and a spinoff in the same month. Also that month, we will be back for another podcast because we have Halloween Kills. The second part in the new trilogy, which I don't know if they knew it would be a trilogy when they did the first one, but then it became literally the biggest slasher of all time. Directed again by David Gordon Green with all the same people coming back and we will be dealing with it let's do it i'm excited i have yeah you can go back and hear our feelings alex still has never seen a halloween food movie nope so we have (laughs) we have a pact when i'm back in la we're gonna do a a trio of halloween movies which i'm very excited about he's looking confused he doesn't remember this pact but we we made it (laughs) okay what will i be watching halloween h2o and the last halloween yeah and the new one i think that's really i knew it the real trilogy I mean, they're not a trilogy. They don't work <laughs> at all together. But they're the three you have to see. And people are okay. shouting right now. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. Go listen Never, to our podcast. I didn't make. The I didn't one. make these unknown packs with other people. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So which one, guys? I mean, don't feel you have to vote. I'm gonna go Snake Eyes. <laughs> Weird. I haven't 
seen the trailer for Halloween Kills, so yeah, I'll go Snake Eyes too. Because there's no trailer for any of these yet. Yeah, too far out. I love you, Haruka. I genuinely, I am actually excited for Snake Eyes, and I would actually see GI Joe and Snake Eyes even if Haruka wasn't in them. But Halloween is Halloween, and it's in my blood. And despite being disappointed with Halloween 2018, I am excited for Halloween Kills. November. Only two movies we've got right now. Eternals, new Marvel movie directed by Chloe Zhao. Alex, female director, who did The Rider, which was a fucking beautiful movie it was from really beautiful. 2018. Very strange to have her doing a Marvel movie now. Yep. After, it was like the most quiet, introspective, documentary-style movie about <laughs> a rodeo. Yep. A rodeo and rider. you can't do it anymore yeah and it's really sad and beautiful it's like really she's gonna do eternals yeah sure why not starring angelina jolie oh. richard madden salma hayek kit harrington john snow there you go i don't know much about this to be honest i don't read eternals i read one which i think was a neil gaiman one did he do one someone did and then november 20th we've got the pushed back by freaking ages godzilla versus kong Directed by Adam Wingard, who did Death Note, You're Next, The Guest, and Alex, he did Blair Witch. I feel like they're going to push this to Christmas. They can't push it anymore. They just pushed it like nine months. It was meant to come out in February or March. Huh. Or and so the Eternals will be the first film from this new phase in the Marvel no, MCU? No, Black Widow. Oh, does that count as the new phase? It counts as the new phase, yeah. But it's in the past, we think. So, yeah. Was there any? I think there's only those. There's Fantastic two? Beasts and Where to Find Them three. Oh, coming out as well then? Uh, in November. Yeah, it's in I think that one got two. pushed as well. Actually, oh, did it? I think it was, and I think so. Pretty sure a whole bunch of movies got pushed, like Venom two, like there's a whole bunch of things. But no, I think those are the only two Marvel movies though, like uh, MCU movies. I mean, it's gonna be Godzilla anyway, mm-hmm. no matter what, right? Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I'm not, a f- I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of Adam, Adam Wingard's films. I like Blair Witch the most out of all of them, and I don't love Blair Witch. I really don't like Your Next or The Guest, and I really, really don't like Death Note. But it's Godzilla, and I fucking love Godzilla. So, yeah. Agreed. I'm choosing Godzilla over a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with The Eternals. You're crazy. You're crazy, yo. You're crazy. <laughs> Finally, yeah. guys, December. We have Coming to America, the number two, directed by Craig Brewer, who did Dolomite Is My Name, Footloose. Can you believe they did a remake of Footloose and no one noticed? Black Snake Moan, Hustle and Flow, starring, of course, Eddie the Murphy. We've got June. I love I love Coming to America, so I'm very excited for that. Well, I'm, kind, I'm also very, I don't know. Yeah. I'm nervous. a little bit nervous. <laughs> You're a little shark stiff about it. Uh, we have <laughs> a little shocked. <laughs> we have Dune, directed by Denise Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors in the world, starring Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Zandaya, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Stella Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Charlotte Rampling, all the peoples. Jesus. And Alexander Shark <laughs> <laughs> As the worm. Uh, <laughs> one of the hardest to adapt novels of all time so much money has been pumped into this already it's been seen already as like this is going to be yet another massive flop not if shark stuff has anything to do with it yeah but it's denise film <laughs> yeah. so like i'm I fucking know. oh i'm, I'm excited. excited uncharted unfortunately was meant to come out next december it got pushed to 2021 <laughs> Nathan. hasn't this lost a bunch of directors oh it's lost so many directors 
Nay! Nay! <laughs> I always so love instead. how she's like yelling at him as he's falling to his death. No! Because she sounds accusatory. Sorry. She's not like, Nay! She's like, Nay! <laughs> <laughs> So instead, we're going to see out 2020 with West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, God. For me, it's an absolute no-brainer. June, for sure. Anything Denise touches, I'm incredibly excited about. Yeah, me too. And I'm not just talking about film. Food, people. Yeah. He follows you around and he steals all your your napkins and cigarette butts. It's It's pretty bad. Definitely hard to look past that. But my nostalgic heart is also wanting to see Coming to America. All right. All right. Well, there you go, guys. We did it. We covered all of 2020, so you don't have to bother. You can just hibernate now for the year. We've already told you what's good and what's not. Do you have one film? Is there one thing <laughs> out of everything we just picked that you're like, that's the, the one that you just cannot wait for? Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking oh, like that. Uh, I'll be honest, it's very front loaded for me. That is a lot over the next yeah. few months, which I'm, yeah, a lot horror based. There's a lot of interesting movies. I mean, often, that's funny you say that because that's often how I describe you, (laughs) (laughs) front-loaded. When's the new Rebecca coming out? Rebecca's going to Netflix. Yeah, that'll be this year. I don't know. We didn't really cover the Netflix movies. I'm just curious because that is definitely one that I'm looking forward to this year. But yeah, it's a whole other thing. It's coming out. Shit, I don't know. I know it's coming to Netflix. So I'm, not, okay. I'm not sure when it comes out. So. Wow. That's been the one that I've had my eye on for a while. But otherwise, yeah, Bob's Burgers. Uh, <laughs> if I could watch something right now, I'd watch Ghostbusters. That's what mood I'm That's in right one. now. If I could watch one right now, it would probably... Yeah, I don't have like a That's the One one. I would normally think it would be whatever Christopher Nolan does, but it's not. It'd probably be June, actually, and I'm not really into June, but I just love Denise Villeneuve that much, and it's such a big, ambitious project. I'm fascinated by how that film turns out. I am excited for Halloween Kills as well, even though with my problems for Halloween. Fuck. I don't know. But at the beginning of the year, man, so many cool horror films. Very excited. Anyway, guys, there you go. That's 2020 in movies. We're going to be back in a couple of days to bore you while we talk about games. That podcast will definitely be shorter because it has to, because we have to record it now. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex has a hard out. <laughs> we're gonna blitz through that one but we love you all thanks for putting up with us and getting through all of my alicia silverstones that's what we're gonna call my fuck ups i'm excited though it's gonna be it looks like a cool year although be honest it looks cool at the beginning but i just think there's gonna be cool films that are announced midway you know for later in the year how many lady directors did we have in the end oh yeah oh alex let me get a quick tally um shark stiff Shock stuff can count. Also top heavy as well. So oh. eight. No. Nine. It's pretty great. Ten. Nice. Ten. Even number. Yep. That's it. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait. Did you want me to name wait, the wall? Wait, wait, wait. There are fifty eight films that we went through. Oh. I was like, what is happening? I was I was counting. That's why I'm deadly quiet. I was counting. <laughs> Started off strong for females. Right. So it seemed like every film was by a by a woman, mm-hmm. particularly horror. Seems like horror is really embracing yeah. women directors this year. And I'm excited as hell about that. Definitely. Particularly from the trailers that we're seeing. But yeah, a fifth, a fifth of the films we covered. Anyway. All right, we'll kids. be back in a few days. Thanks guys for chatting. Yeah. We'll uh uh, oh, please yeah. do go. Oh, yeah. 
please do go to Weird Geeks and subscribe and rate us despite <laughs> what just happened and tune into our horror show this Friday. Until then, we are out, geeks. Geeks. That's really. Geeks, yeah. Just like letting the air out of a tire. <laughs> <laughs>